Hello everyone and welcome back to the Cinemazing Podcast. We have a new format, we have a new recording studio, the living room. We have moved from our tiny spare bedroom to the living room because we fixed the laptop. And we haven't put out last episode yet because the internet's down. Yeah, we have no internet. So we didn't know what to do, so we've done all the cleaning. And all the laundry, so we're like, we'll just record a podcast, and it'll go out when we have internet again, which will be in three to five working days. Yay! Um, so, okay. We have a new plan for our format. We're going to open with our first segment, the news BLT. Boom, boom, boom. We need to get some, like, music for The it. B stands for box office. This week in the UK's box office list, why don't you run us down what's uh, the movers and shakers in this week's box office? The movers and shakers. So, what's your what would your guess be for the number one film in the UK at the moment? Number one, uh, Dunkirk. Bingo! Yes, nice. he's been it's been in the box office for two weeks and it's made over eight million pounds. That is a sizable, uh, sizable UK box office. It's doing very well. Oh, hang on, no, that was this week. It's made to twenty-seven million. <laughs> now I look like an idiot for thinking that eight was sizable. I was like, that sounds like a lot. Okay. Obviously, being um, summer holidays, there are loads of kids' movies in the top ten. So coming up at two and three, we've got Captain Underpants and Despicable Me three, yes, respectively. I kind of want to see Captain Underpants. I read. Every Captain Underpants book when I was a kid, I, I, th- I think I, I had to throw them away. But I ripped a lot of pages of Flipperama. I would kind of love to see Captain Underpants. So we're meant to be going to the movies tomorrow. So it's, it's between the big sick and Captain. We're going to see Captain Underpants, aren't we? I think I might want to see Captain Underpants. Okay, we'll see Captain Underpants. Shut the like, brain off. No, but like we should go and support smaller kind of independent I'll movies. I'll watch the big sick later on. This is my childhood. We're talking about here. Okay, fine. Then, at number four is this week's review, War for the Planet of the Apes. Doing respectfully, reviewed quite well, generally quite positive feeling regarding it. We'll give you our thoughts in a little bit. After the very important news BLT. Oh, yeah. Then, at number five, still Spider-Man Homecoming. So it's been Uh, there for four weeks now. Marvel movies, summer holidays... It is. It's a good combination, and I think it's winning more people as it goes. I think good word of mouth is already helping this. Like not that it needs it; it's already like a known franchise. But I think there are people going to see Spider-Man: Homecoming who wouldn't normally go and see superhero films. And I think a lot of people suffered from Spider-Man fatigue before they knew it was a good movie. Uh, so I think it'll have another couple weeks in it before it disappears. Yeah, definitely. Then number six is Girls Trip, which is like blowing up in the States. Like it's doing so well out there. What are your thoughts? It looks interesting. It just, it's the hangover without white men, which is cool. Like, I like the fact that a comedy featuring like four women of colour is doing really, really well. It's just my personal preferences. I hate these kind of movies. doesn't matter who you put in them. I really find these kind of movies uncomfortable and everything in that trailer is everything I hate about comedies. The so, cringe comedy is powerful. I'm pleased that it's got its audience. I'm pleased that it's doing well because it means that more women will be able to give, be given a platform. That's great. However, I will not be seeing it myself. 
I think I can handle hangover style cringe comedies in any situation where I'm able to pause the film. I think I watched The Hangover on a plane and every pause for peanuts or for snacks was a big help. It just let me decompress. If I have to watch all the cringe happen at once, I may die. <laughs> I haven't tested it, but I have a fairly strong feeling it will kill me. Right, then at number seven, we've got Cars 3. Fun fact, I have not seen any of the Cars movies. I've seen Cars 1, and Cars 1 is a children's movie. It's not great, it's not terrible, but it does all the things that a children's movie needs to do. It was the first Pixar film ever where I thought, I don't want to go to the cinema to see this. That is absolutely fair, it was not for you. It's, it's oh, just... I haven't seen all of I, I didn't see, I remember not seeing Up at the cinema and being devastated and then seeing it like years later and be like, how did I not see this at the cinema? Um, I know that Cars 2 is meant to be really bad, but apparently this one is okay. Yeah, I think it's suffering from a very, a fairly competitive field this summer in terms of the kids' movies. You've got Cars, Emojis, Captain Underpants, oh. Dunkirk. You, if the kids are a bit older, you can take them to a grown-up film, Thankfully, a grown-up-ish film that's not, like, sweary and shooty. Thankfully, we don't currently have um, the Emoji movie in our top ten because it's only come out this week, so that'll be next week's... Oh, can you imagine if it's next week's top... I feel sorry for the parents. Like There are some films which my dad has never forgiven me for us as kids making go to see... The Pokemon movie being the main one. What? The Pokemon movie was a great time. Yeah, but for like for kid, I, I stand by the Pokemon movie. The bit where Pikachu starts crying <sighs> gets me every time. Emotional. However, as like a man at the at that point who was like in his like late forties, who has never watched not uh, he's into anime. Really, he's really into anime now. By that point, he'd never watched any anime. <laughs> he had no context about what was going on. He didn't know what Pokemon were, and he went and took us. I remember just turning around halfway through, my dad being like full on asleep. In oh, the that's say, it's a six pound nap. It's very good for some <laughs> parents. It's, a, it's as good as good a quiet two hours as they can get. Oh man. Okay. Anyway, moving on. At number eight is a movie which I I had to remind myself what this movie was. Forty seven meters down. The sh- uh, That's the shark The movie. shark thing. With Mandy Moore, the voice of Rapunzel. <sighs> she can do better. I mean, you know, sometimes you just got to pay those bills and claustrophobic horror underwater movies, probably quite low budget. Uh, so, fair enough. So, at number nine, we have Baby Driver, my favourite film of the summer. So far. It is one hell of a film. I don't know if it could take my top spot... But it is one hell of a film. If you haven't seen it yet, you really, really should. Go and see it's it while amazing. it's still there. Before it drops out of the top ten, go and see it. It's excellent. Like, you, if you want a fun, it's different some movie. And actually, oh, the first uh, 15 minutes, the first seven or eight minutes are available on YouTube for those of you who have internet. And I think <laughs> if you take, just commit the ten minutes... To watching it's the opening minutes, segment. I think it's less than six because it's it lasts the length of a song. Oh, okay, yeah. So commit the five to six minutes to watch that opening segment. And if you're not in love with it, then Fine, go to not... a hospital and have yourself legally declared dead. Because, because there's something it's very It's so wrong. good. So yeah, really recommend that. And then at number 10 is the movie which I wanted to see tomorrow night at the pictures, but apparently we've seen Cup of Time Depends. 
The Big Sick. It, it sounds really interesting. It's a, it, it's a comedy, but it's got a really dark heart to it. It's got like a... I, I can't believe you don't want to see this. Kieran, I do want to see this. It's kind of us. It's just Brown dude, white girl. I'm not going to go see every interracial couple movie. We need to support them. There are none of them. I definitely think uh, this will be sticking around for a little while, and I'm interested in seeing it for sure. I think Kamal Nanjiani, I think that's his name. Um, He's got mad Twitter game. Yeah, he uh, is an accomplished um, comedy icon in the US. I think he's in Silicon Valley and a number of other things. Mm. I've seen him around. I've seen interviews with him. He's a funny guy. I'm interested in seeing The the actress in it is his wife in real life. I'm I'm interested in Which, seeing this movie. It sounds like it's going to be a real authentic sort of deal. I really I really want to see it, but apparently I'm seeing Captain Underpants. Can we not go see The Big Sick and then Captain Underpants next week? It'll still be out. We will have to see. <laughs> I can neither confirm nor deny. Okay, now to the next section of our BLT. I'm really proud of this name. It's the... Oh god, I forgot what Let you know! It's the let you know! I thought I should... We really struggled with the L of the BLT. God damn it, I'm committing to this acronym. Um, I thought I would let you know that Guardians of the Galaxy 3, uh, as confirmed by the director, will end the current lineup of Guardians. So it's not officially the last Guardians of the Galaxy movie, but it's... I can imagine we'll be saying goodbye to Drax, probably Star-Lord... Um, possibly Groot, Gamora, and the rest of the current uh, Guardian okay. lineup. Cards on the table. Rocket's gonna die. I think that would be because he's such a tra- he's the most tragic of all of them. Okay. Yeah. Well, so yeah, they have to depart somehow. They can't Actually, all no, just. No, no, Rocket won't die. Do you know why? Because there is a Guardians of the Galaxy ride in Disney California and Rocket features heavily. They won't Wow, you play you play in the meta story now. So and Rocket can live. The, well they're they're all in it, so I don't think any of them can die. And I don't think they'd come back. I mean so Guardians of the Galaxy three will feature out the Guardians we know now. And four, if there is a fourth Guardians of the Galaxy, there'll probably be I imagine at the end of three like a handing over moment. Yeah, but I think... So Star-Lord and his lot can retire. I just, I can't see them ending it. It's so popular. Yeah, I think what they... I think James Gunn needs, like, I think he's, fair enough, like, he's he made, the first movie is excellent, the second movie is quite good. A lot um, of people love it a lot. Yeah, I, I, well, I, I don't, uh, well I don't hate it, I just prefer the first one. Hmm. Um, not It's not a bad movie by any stretch of the imagination. A comic book movie with a real, well-respected sequel is extremely rare in the Marvel Universe. Iron Man 2, Thor 2, The Avengers 2. The only one that isn't a hated sequel that I can think of right now is uh, Captain America 2. Yeah, but the first one is terrible. And the first one is... Um, yeah, he's the only one who stuck the landing. He, I mean, that deserves applause you know upon what? applause. I never thought about it that way. So yeah, okay, fair, fair. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I wouldn't be. I kind of. This is speaking back to my my old Firefly days. I just want a TV show of Guardians. That's what I want. I want 
a Netflix show of Guardians with these Guardians so I can see them more regularly. Oh, there is another interesting thing I should let you know. I haven't put it in the notes, but Netflix yesterday acquired a comic book company. The same comic book company that... Was it a Scottish one? I don't know Kick if it's Scottish. Ass. Yeah, this is the company yeah. behind Kick-Ass and Kingsman. Um, which, Sweet. I mean, I've only... I've seen bits of Kick-Ass and all of Kingsman and I know that the, the properties those movies are based on are really solid, interesting I like properties. both a lot. Yeah. Or apart from Kingsman when it kind of ruins it with the really misogynistic ending and it's like, why? I uh, actually brought that up with the with some of my friends who told me about the Netflix acquisition and the best defence I have of that joke is it's making fun of the weird sexism in old James Bond movies. That's the, that's the, that's the only defence I have for that joke. I, I, no, I don't have time to go into, into it, but no. Generally, I agree. There's a really dumb joke and we all in the conversation, most of us, agreed that it's, it's a real just, shame that that joke brought the movie it, down. Yeah, like, if that was their intention, then, like, that's... The, but the execution didn't pull it off at all. And it's a shame because everything else prestiges the genre really well. So It's a really good move. Maybe you just do it like Bambi, turn it off before the bad bit happens. Well, no, because yeah, so much happens after the bad bit. Like, if you watch Bambi up until his mum gets shot, like you're watching it for about ten minutes. Yeah, but Kingsman, that joke's at the end. The poor joke is literally, literally. at the end of the movie. Well, no, it happens just before... The finale. The, the, fin- the finale. Yeah, so the... So the joke comes in two parts. The yeah, setup is before the finale yeah, the set- and the payoff is afterwards. Either way, it's just like like no one speaks like that for a s st- anyway, 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 I thought I should let you know that the most profitable film of twenty seventeen so far is Get Out. Well it was made on a shoestring. And uh, everyone loved that movie. Jordan Peele has outdone himself and the uh I think uh, some props should be given to the production company who put Get Out, who funded Get Out, because that production company has had some amazing picks. They tend to focus on low-budget horror movies such as, I think, Insidious, mm-hmm. uh, which was a hilariously low-budget that made a stupid amount of money. Mm. And it looks like he's done it again with Get Out. I think that might be why films like 47 Meters Down are... Um, starting to happen and will be continuing well, to happen but the thing is they, they always get the 47 meters down they always crack the kind of higher end of the top 10 and they're in there for a week maybe two and they drop out get out had staying power and also not only staying power in terms of box office but i think it's going to become a real iconic movie like it really something that captures the kind of cultural zeitgeist so well like it really is a film that is made in 2017 Definitely, I 100% agree, but I think there are a lot of production companies who will think that they can just churn out low-budget horrors and hope that they They've been doing accidentally that for catch years, a good though. one. They've been doing that for years. Like, if you think about, oh God, what's it? Paranormal Activity. That was made oh, they've had like 19 of them, Yeah, but th- that was the, exactly the same kind of thing, made really cheaply. It was a cool concept. And Saw then, one, I mean, there was only one set. They always do this with horror movies. The difference is with Get Out is it's not a horror movie for the sake of kind of slash and gore. It's a horror movie with a point. And I'm really excited to see what he does next. I um, cannot wait. I miss Key and Peele. But man, they are doing some things now that they are separated. Yeah, like it's, I, such, a, it's, a, it's such a beautiful thing. Like... It's not like one of them has become Beyonce. Like, they're both Beyonce. 
I think Jordan Peele's a little more Beyonce than Michael Key right now. Well, that's only right now. But, but I, I like... haven't seen Key's new Netflix series. Um, oh, gosh, yeah. It's one of them, like, comedies that's a bit real. Yeah. I didn't get behind Master of it. None, but I, you know, I, I can have fun. Everyone him. thinks I'm crazy for not liking Master of None. Yeah, me too. And, like, it's not like I dislike it, I just couldn't get into it. Maybe I'll give it another shot one day. <gasps> oh, can I tell you one really funny story? Go ahead. Okay, so we were talking at work about things that we like, and one of the girls in my department knows I love I love Parks and Rec, and she's she started watching it on my recommendation, and we were talking about Master of None, and I said, oh yeah, I could just couldn't really get into Master of None, and this colleague said to me, oh I thought you'd have loved it, and then and a different colleague had a go at her thinking that she was being racist because she thought I would like it just because there's a brown guy in it. <laughs> I was like, no, no, it's because we like the actor in it. We like Aziz Ansari. Sorry, yeah, yeah, he is great. I love Aziz Ansari because, you know, he is brown and therefore, well, therefore... deserving of your love. <laughs> yeah, I only, I only, can you imagine if I only liked brown actors? I would be able to watch literally nothing. Except all of Bollywood movies. You, well, you, If you only liked films involving brown actors, you could watch films from now until the day you die. That's true. Endlessly. I feel like I actually should watch some more Bollywood movies because it's just... It's, it's a genre which I've never tried. We are taking recommendations for Bollywood movies uh, at Cinemazing Film. I will commit to one. If you recommend me one Bollywood movie, I'll watch it. But the ones I watched when I was a kid, I didn't. They did not capture me. But yeah, but there's a reason why they're so successful. There's a reason why they're so popular. Yeah, of course. Of course, not. I'm, I'm willing to be proven wrong. But I'm only going to commit like three hours to it. Fair. All right, then. And now the last part of our BLT, the trailers. However, we have no internet and we don't have much data left on our phones, so we couldn't watch any trailers. So what I did get is a picture of uh, Josh Brolin. Josh Brolin. Josh Brolin as Cable in Deadpool 2, which I'm, has started filming and we have seen some other characters from. I'm so about it. Like, Domino, I think I'm in love with her. She, like, I don't know what she does in the Deadpool I th- comics. I don't know think anything she's an about the character. I think, but she looks in the promo shot of Domino. Amazing. She is using Deadpool as a rug. Well, I love that it's it's mocking the like his first poster where he was mm. lying down on the rug, and that that he's now the rug and she's lying down on him. I just I love it. She looks like a really cool character. I think Cable looks great as well. Like the, his eye looks. It doesn't look. Too fake? No, yeah, it has it has a good mix of like reality mm. and fantasy to it. Other interesting news about Deadpool. Um, I can't remember what her name is, and I'm going to sound really offensive when I say the blind lady is back. Blind. Oh, you mean his roommate? His roommate. Um, I can't remember what her name is. I feel terrible, but she's back. She's going to be uh, a character in Deadpool too, which is filming in Vancouver as we well probably not as we speak, possibly as we speak is filming in Vancouver, and that is interesting. I cannot wait for Deadpool 2. And I, I am they... a little bit worried about it. It's got so much hype behind it. It's, we know it's had problems in production because of like losing the director and creative differences. Like, does Ryan Reynolds have too much say about it now? I don't know. I got, I'm going to go see it, but um, it's I'm got the Guardian, It's got the Guardian's problem. You, once Where do you, you go? Yeah, once you've been surprised like that, you can never be surprised again. 
the thing is, we had the first X movie. I know it sounds crazy looking at the first X Men movie now, considering what we've got. Eighteen time, years ago, that movie was incredible, and it's like, how do you follow that up? And then X Men Two is even better. That's true, and you know what? I I have faith in the team. I have faith in Ryan Reynolds, and I think nothing for nothing else, it will be a fun and interesting movie. Mm. My favorite thing about Deadpool is the fact that while he's in the suit, he doesn't have a mouth. And since he doesn't have a mouth, you can dub in any anything for him to say. He can, like, I remember there's one part in Deadpool 1 where I've seen several cuts of what the joke would be. Mm. Where he, I think he appears on top of a big old, those big metal storage crates, says a line, and then kills a guy. Mm. They've got like 50 takes of different lines. He's got jokes about Subway Jared. He's got jokes about, like, in-universe pop culture it is, references. Like, they can polish it, but... I am still just a bit concerned. All right, that's fair. Your concern is warranted. All right, that was the news BLT. BLT! Or just BL. Bacon and lettuce would be fine by itself. BL poster? BL, BLP. Bacon, lettuce, pickle? Oh, no, I hate pickles. Bacon, lettuce, pineapple. Oh, I'm allergic to pineapple. Kieran, you're making this worse. On to our review for the week. Yes. Uh, we watched... The War for the Planet of the Apes. Lisa, what is your take? My take is... I thought it was good. I didn't think it was as good as its predecessors, which a lot of people, I think, would disagree with. A lot of people saying this is their favourite one. Um, I thought, kind of, just kind of to take this kind of out of the running, um, the... Graphics in this are mind-blowing. I think it's potentially the best graphics I've seen in any movie ever. The apes look real. It looks like they've trained apes to talk and walk about. It's crazy and it never stopped impressing me how good they looked and how much they looked like the actors who are playing them. It's... I don't know how they do it. It's some kind of wizardry, but everyone who works on that animation team deserves medals. They are just incredible it is amazing and the animation is incredible but i have to say probably more to that uh, to the credit of the animation that within five or ten minutes i was over it i was like yep those are apes i'm just in the yeah, story it now. wasn't ever distracting i was never never taken out of any scene by being distracted by like oh it doesn't look real oh it, like it, it it's completely convincing and the thing, the one of the best things about this movie is it allows the apes to be the main characters. In the first film, it was kind of James Franco. In the second film, there was kind of a split between the two, like between the humans and the apes. This one, it's majority apes. It's I'd say it's probably about ninety percent apes. Yeah, and I think that uh, I I always figured that they that that would be the way that the story would go over the course of the trilogy, mm. and I think it was executed perfectly. I think that the relationships between the apes are really good, especially between Maurice and Caesar. Yeah. Like, I really, really love that, that the friendship they've had for so many films now. Um, that being said, without going into spoilers yet, the plot that they use, it didn't feel like a finale plot. Like, the finale kind of felt tacked on at the end. Um, so what, what happens in it, it feels like that should have... Could have probably been, like the middle film um not necessarily the second because i think the second one is really really good but it had more of a like it didn't feel like the finale to um a a whole series i kind of up until the right at the end i thought 
okay, so this is... I thought there'd be another one after this, if I'm yeah, honest. Yeah, I really... Until you told me after the film that there wasn't going to be a fourth, I was like, okay, that was nice. Can't wait to see what they do with it. Mm. I think a tr- with the way that they've... Like, the, the clever things they did, like increasing the... Uh, screen time of the apes from film to film. Mm. I think just because they have the technology too. Yeah, and... Oh, yeah, that's fair. And the kind of the story elements from the original Planet of the Apes films that they've worked in film by film. I think that was really clever. I just think the story that they had for this one... It's not what... It's not enough. Uh, in a way... The this trilogy sort of mirrors um, the Lord of the Rings, where in the first one it's a very small personal story about a few characters. Yeah. In the second ones, it's uh, about nations, uh, and it's kind of a bigger story. And in the third one, there should have been a massive apocalyptic battle, but there and just it, wasn't. It, well, it kind of there was, but it felt very cheaply done. Um, I think before like going to spoilers, just to summarise, I think this movie is a good movie. I think there are some really great. There's a new character um, called Bad Ape. He's great. Yeah, he's, he's funny. a really, really great. I character. definitely laughed at this movie. Um, it does some really nice things to set up what happens in the original Planet of the Apes movie. Um, it explains some things without feeling too heavy handed. Woody Harrison is just kind of there. He's yeah, fine. Really I do. Um, I thought Andy Serkis. This was, it was just it was his show like he was just he was so so good at it I do struggle to kind of place this film in my head in terms of what story it's trying to tell from the big from the middle-ish bit from the beginning section I felt like it was a bit of a western and it was a bit of an adventure movie and then towards the end it all became very much like a war movie. It's a, Not a war movie, even. like it, it became The Great Escape. It was like, yeah, it, it was the film was two and a half hours long. You could lose half an hour of it easily because there is kind of a, a subplot at the beginning which then kind of becomes irrelevant. Um, yeah, like, it's, it's not a bad movie. I don't want to put anyone off seeing this film. I think it is a good film that is worth seeing. I just felt like for the story, especially what the second one had built the story up to be, it was such a small finish. Yeah. Um, and I don't think we've had enough films to warrant a small finish. Sometimes a small, really character-driven finish can be a great way to round off a, a long lot of, series. A lot of Caesar's choices didn't feel true to his character as well. Yeah, that's true. Um, so, yeah, to summarise, I think this is a good movie. I think you should go see it. That being said, there are flaws with it, but they're not ones... But I don't think this, the, the, there are things to put people off of the film. They're just niggles I had with the film. It's certainly still an interesting film. And just for the visual aspect alone, it's probably worth watching. But I couldn't help but feel like I came away disappointed. And I'm not sure if I can give the same recommendation. There's a lot of other good films right now competing for your time. And I'm not sure if Planet of the Apes is... Or this... Planet of the Apes movie is on the same level as some of the others. I don't know. I think it's still worth. I think it's worth a watch. Right, let's let's jump into spoilers. Um, so biggest gripes with the plot. Um, I think it was a real waste having Caesar's wife and eldest son be killed. 
especially because his son had been built up to be an interesting character in the last movie, it felt a little bit cheap and convenient to suddenly make it a revenge plot because that was never what Caesar was like. And the whole thing, we're like, oh, is he going to become Cobra? I was like, we don't, this doesn't add anything. We don't need this callback to Cobra. I think him being scared about becoming Cobra is enough. You don't need to keep on literally having him like turn up in, in dream sequences. Is, yeah, Maurice um, referencing him was enough. Yeah. Um, so I, 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 that whole subplot of Caesar going out for revenge, I just I don't believe that. So his whole drive had been about protecting the apes and getting them somewhere safe. For him to suddenly just be like, peace, I'm going to go get vengeance. That's just not who his character has ever been. So I found that really, really hard to believe, even in the face of grief. And especially because he has a younger son, you think that in that situation, the Caesar we kind of knew would cling to that son and wouldn't want to leave him, not be like, bye, um, and have a convenient love interest for his eldest son who could suddenly look after the kid. I found that very strange. Um, I thought the whole having the ape okay first of the whole apes being captured thing how did they do that like we've been it is really disappointing that we didn't see that because it's just not believable that it would happen at all like the whole big thing is that the humans can't defeat the apes but they defeat the apes like that was just that that didn't sit well with me at any point um, I just thought it was a really small way of telling because the last film was so big and expansive and it was about the apes finding a home and being finding somewhere safe against the humans also where did those humans go um, <laughs> yeah that's disappointing that we did I know that the humans in these films are interchangeable and we shouldn't yeah but, it, it, but it, suddenly it was like s- those humans that they were with they never existed yeah and there's a reference in the second movie to the first one yeah you know, they go to they go, go, they go to his house so oh, like a, I uh, get that the... so there should be a reference is it still recording yeah there should be a reference in the third movie to the second one and I get it's supposed to be the apes have had to move about for their safety but it's just weird because what we're led to believe is that there are virtually no humans left at this point there's this kind of one army faction and then a big one Okay, we'll get we'll get to that yeah. bit. Oh. Um, but that that just felt very strange. So to suddenly have this very small movie about them all being captured and them escaping, and it went on for so long. That's that's all that happened. All this movie really is is that his family get ki- gets killed. He wants revenge. Whilst trying to get revenge, him and all of the apes get captured and they have to try to escape. That's that's it. That's the, that's the plot of the movie, and it goes on for two and a half hours. And it, there's just the whole bit where they go off just the four of them, like him and like some of his close friends, for the vengeance plot, it just that wasn't necessary. You could have just had them be captured and but like three of the apes be out hunting for food and not be captured at the same time. Yeah, I think one of the the major flaws with this film is it feels like the narrative was constructed like plot like set piece or plot point first and character second. And actually I sort of think it were uh, a lot of the plot was built with the Woody Harrelson character in mind because I can see them oh, saying. No, I disagree. I disagree. I can see them saying, uh, "Okay, so let's have this human faction that like wants to fight against the other human faction, so we can end it all in a big human on human fight, and that there can be a poetry in that." And then, okay, so now we need to figure out how the apes will be involved. Okay, so then we'll have them captured. 
Okay, so then we'll have this character killed. Okay, so then we can have Caesar do this. I just no, I I disagree there because I felt the ending with oh this is okay. This is my biggest problem with the movie. They've got to stop making it just the humans' fault. Like it was just a bit, it's a bit, a bit exhausting. Like they're the reason that they have the disease, and they're the reason there are no humans left. Blah 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 blah. The apes are all great, fine, okay, whatever. But then just it was so lazy, just kind of having the humans coming at the end kill each other and then an avalanche kill the remaining humans that was just that that's was lazy absolutely lazy we do not need deus ex machina in yeah these, in these amazing movies about the downfall of humanity the downfall of it humanity like should be they all happen to be in the oops. same place and oh there was an avalanche like it's just it, it felt a bit silly um i don't feel like they wrote woody harrison's character up at all like he was just kind of there like, I didn't feel like... I feel like there was a lot of character development with Caesar, but it just felt like character development that wasn't true to what we'd seen before. Um, I thought the other apes were really cool. I, I don't dislike this movie. I just felt that it wasn't the movie that the la- this last one should have been. Because the same war for Planet of the Apes, I thought it was going to be... Like, bear in mind the last movie, we had, like, apes riding on, like, horseback with guns and Cobra, like, taking over a tank. That was the war. There yeah. is no war in this. The apes are captured. They escape peacefully. Yeah, uh, I agree. I think the other, the non-Caesar characters are really cool. Maurice is absolutely... Oh, he's just the boss. Engaging. Uh, bad ape, like you said, really cool. They have a little girl in this film, and she's really good. Well, that's the thing. She's called... Because I looked up Nova. after. She's called Nova, and she we think is the love interest um, from the original movie. Which doesn't make any sense. Well, no, it kind of does, because Cornelius is also the name of the ape that tries to help um, the main human in Planet of the Apes. So it kind of... This movie isn't meant... They aren't meant to be prequels. They're meant to be reboots. So it could be that there is a different Nova and a different Cornelius that would tell a different Planet of the Apes story. Oh, okay. Well, that's it. That would be interesting. I would like to see that story. Because, okay, so since it isn't a prequel, we don't have to get to the point where, like, humans are enslaved and stuff like that uh, in the original. Because I thought that would be an interesting place for this film to go. The opening section of War of the Planet of the Apes is exactly the movie I was expecting, where there would be skirmishes and betrayals. I kind of wanted to see the apes turn, because at some point they have to, right? Yeah, I want to see the apes become that which they hate, that which they fear. Yeah, because the we learned that the humans, um, part of the the, the disease has mutated. Alright, the the biological issues I will get past, Um, for sure. The disease is mutated and it makes humans become mute and... um, they lose their brain functions. So they're not as intelligent as they were before. Um, which, okay, fine. But that, Nova that, seems pretty smart. Nova's smart, yeah. Yeah, but she can't talk. Yeah. They're not, they're not like idiots, but they, they suddenly become like, they become the slave, slave class. Slave class. So, yeah. like, and it's just odd to think that like, if Cornelius is the son of Caesar, then why would he... Well, I suppose he, he doesn't advocate it. He lives in that society. Um, so, yeah, it's just a bit odd. I thought that the death of Caesar was really pointless. After they showed, like, literally him surviving, like, two or three other major 
And the incredible bulletproof proof plot armour that he has, where he can just sprint away from bullets well, like, and live. Yeah, like there are so many things where he should have died and he didn't, and then for him to finally get to the place and then die there, I was like, really? Like, it just, I didn't feel, I thought it was such a waste of a good character death. Like, he, it, there was a point where if he would have died, it would have been really emotional. It just wasn't. I mean, there are some things that I found really, like, like brought a tear to my eye when Cornelius sees him through the cage and is like calling out to him that just broke my heart yeah oh yeah, yeah. definitely an emotionally affecting like I don't like I don't hate this movie I just think that it was a wasted opportunity yeah I don't hate what I saw I don't I don't think I like what I saw as much as you did but I have so much that I wish I could have seen now knowing that this trilogy is over there are so many things I wish I could have seen. If Caesar hadn't died at the end, I'd have been like, great, roll on movie four. That one was like the weak one, never mind, Next on to the next one. But now Caesar's dead, it's like, oh no, it really is over. Yeah, that's it, yep. It is really, and, and that's what's crazy is so many people I know say this was their favourite one. Maybe because it is more of a character piece, I just felt like it just didn't gel with what we'd seen Caesar to be. <laughs> Hashtag not my Caesar. Hashtag not my Caesar. Well, no, Andy Serkis is great in it. He really yeah, is great. He's, he's a stellar actor. I'm not surprised by Andy Serkis being good in a film. Yeah, he needs to be in more movies. Um, so what would you pay to see this film? <sighs> I guess I would give it like the four or five pound treatment because... Or maybe I would wait and watch it on a really HD screen at home because, I mean, you don't need a big screen to see how incredibly well done the effects are. Not necessarily, And no. that, to me, is the only... And apart from just kind of closing out the story and seeing how it ends, even if it is disappointing, I could kind of wait for this one to come on Netflix. But if I went to see it at the cinema, I would, you know, I would pay the minimum amount to watch the story. Yeah, I'd pay £4 for a cheap cinema. Yeah, definitely a cheap one. All right, with that mega bummer out of the way, we're into our last news segment. Whee! The game segment, the game which segment. we haven't really named. No, because we, we, we had like alliterative things and then we decided we both wanted to do a thing. So now we don't have that. So it's just games. Games. The game battle royale face-off. Games. So basically, we are, we've both come up with a challenge for the, for the other. Um, and we're going to keep points week on week. So we both have five things. I don't know what Kieran's is. He does. He definitely doesn't know what mine thing is for him. Um, I'm going to see who does best. And we'll keep a tally and see who becomes the ultimate champion. All right. For this week's quiz, Lissa, what is my challenge? Your challenge. I am going to tell you five movies. Okay. You've got to tell me if it was Keanu Reeves in that movie or Christian Bale. Oh, good <laughs> lord. <laughs> But they look and sound so similar. Just so you know, whenever we talk about Christian Bell, Keanu Reeves, Kieran always gets too confused. Really bad at these. I've watched a lot of videos about John Wick recently, so I feel like I remember which one Keanu is. Okay, cool. So I'm just going to go with not Keanu. Okay, I'm ready. Okay. I feel like these are already, like, all of these I know. I mean, that doesn't necessarily make them easy. You are human IMDb. Okay. Starting from a really easy one. The Prestige. Was it Keanu? Was it Christian? I think it was Christian Bale. Ding, ding, ding! Yes! I've not seen The Prestige. Is it good? Yeah, it's really good. 
Christopher Nolan. Oh, okay, I yeah. Have, I feel like we've watched it together. I definitely haven't. Okay. Well, I do want to catch movie. up on my Nolan. Okay, so next one. Knock, knock. Who's there? It's the name of the film. <laughs> the name of the film, who? Right, I'm done. Uh, I have no idea. I've not even heard of Knock Knock. I'm gonna go with Keanu. Damn it! What's Keanu? Mate, you said. I mean, I just knew that if the first one was Christian, the second one was probably Keanu. I'm, I'm out gaming you. Well, no, I'm don't. No, you went to answer with what you. Th- anyway, the Lake House. Oh Jesus! Okay, the Lake House. Keanu. Or Christian. So it sounds a bit like a romantic, a romance movie, but it could also be like a massive death battle real. I actually don't know anything about the lake house, and I'm going to say it's Keanu. It is Keanu. What? How did Sandra Bullock? It's hilarious. Basically, they exist in different time periods, like five years apart, and they can write letters to each other and leave it in the lake house's. I remember Post seeing box. the trailer for this movie. It's so it's... bad. And like she's able, like, spoilers if you haven't seen The Lake House. At the end, she realises that these letters stop and she's like, oh, he must have died. And then, like, it's like a race for her to write a letter and put it in the post box in time so he gets it in the past in time to not die. It's really stupid. Oh, shit. Okay. Well, that's nice. <laughs> Okay, so this one is a, a voice performance. Okay. Who lent their exactly the vocal talents to Pocahontas? Can I can I find out which character they play? Thomas. I can't remember which one Thomas is. The young one. Oh God. Um... He wears a hat. I'm going to say Christian Bale because Keanu Reeves is older and American. It was Christian Bale. Oh my God, I'm failing this. I am amazing. You're going to get like two points and I'm going to feel kind of bad. Oh, I thought... I did think this was actually really easy. Okay. Who was in Bram Stoker's Dracula? Oh, that's got to be Keanu Reeves. It was Keanu Reeves. Holy cow! You got five, five out of five! I'm oh, so... I feel good. There were so many I could have put down, I didn't. But I feel like this is a good... I think we're going to make it harder next time. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I have probably exactly your one. zero You've got, punches. Like, these ones, I've got to like guess things, whereas yours is just a 50-50 chance. There's always a chance you might get a point. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, think my, I have five questions for you. They're extremely difficult. Great. But I will let you know... That there is a bonus round where you can recoup some points. Okay, good. Question one is possibly the hardest. Okay, so great. try not to hit me when I when I give you this question. All right. Cool. In Quentin Tarantino's hit film *Pulp Fiction*, mm-hmm. why is Robert Ruth credited as a coffee shop? In the credits, it says Robert Ruth coffee shop. I don't. I have no idea. Why would I ever know that? It's because Robert Ruth plays the coffee shop manager. And before he can say, I'm just a coffee shop manager, he gets hit. So he just says, I'm just a coffee shop. And so as a little joke in the credits, he's credited as a coffee shop. I would never know that. (laughs) No one would. You're already beating me. It's a really fun bit of trivia. Okay, right. Give me some more. Do I, is there a chance I know any of these? Yes. Okay. Yes. 
I think I might be able to give you a hint in this one. What does Marty do in Back to the Future that changes the name of his local mall? I will give you... I've only seen it once. I'll give you the name of the mall originally before it changes. Okay. It's called the Twin Pines Mall. Friendship's Twin Peaks somehow? I'm going to give you another guess. Is it obvious? I mean, One pine. <laughs> That's correct! It changes to the Lone Pine Mall because he crashes into one of the two pines in the past. Yes! It is an amazing little detail of Back to the Future and one of the reasons why I love it so. Alright, see? You this just gotta hard. think. Mine was way easier. If we did this, if I did, if I say, if you, if I did my one, I've done really well. If you did your one, you did done terribly too. No, so. I, I got all these off of the movie details subreddit, which I've been through before. Thanks, Reddit. In the in the, in Pixar's hit movie Finding Nemo, mm-hmm. in the after credit sequence where the escapee fish are floating in bag, mm-hmm. in floating in bags, bags, mm-hmm. whose bag is the cleanest? Is it the little crab guy, Jacques? Jacques! Correct answer. Yeah, it's a cute little detail they include in everyone else's floating in filthy bags, but Jacques, his bag is squeaky clean. I actually knew one. Yeah, see, you're nailing it. All right, this one is uh, 50% pun, 50% question. So I need you to get your pun brain on. Right, okay. In the bee movie, what kind of haircut do the male bees have? Buzzcut. Correct answer! <laughs> oh no, you're going to win because of the bonus round. Shouldn't have given me that clue. Okay. And this one, if you don't get it wrong, you have to hand in your Disney license. What? No! In the Disney animated classic, Aladdin, during the record-breaking song, A Whole New World, I assume it broke some records, mm. A Whole New World, Aladdin and Jasmine at one point fly through Greece. Aladdin throws an apple at Jasmine what is the significance of this apple? Did he give her an... Oh, because she tries to steal an apple in the market from before and he saves her. Not bad. Not bad answer. In ancient Greece, throwing someone an apple was a way to propose. Okay, how was I meant to know that? I At least know. my thing was in the movie. <laughs> it's in the movie. He throws her an apple. Yeah, but like... Uh, uh, okay, I, this is stupid. That's right. like, I don't know ancient Greece. You might have done. It's a fun piece of trivia. Okay, you. You, have a, you have a chance to win, you have a chance to draw. There is a bonus round with a maximum of I don't three have a chance points. To, okay, three points, okay. And okay. you've got three points currently. Okay. In order to get the points in the bonus round, in Peter Jackson's amazing trilogy lord of the rings oh i'm terrible at this peter jackson has three cameos right he's one in... in each movie what are those three cameos okay the first one he's in the pub like when they go to i can't remember what it's called like there's something pony or something when they go to um is where they first meet aragorn i'm gonna i'm uh, all right we'll come back what is his cameo in the second movie I... Can I have a hint? <laughs> it's... During the Battle of Helm's Deep is his cameo. He... Is at the Battle of Helm's Deep. I've given you... 
He has to tell me who he is and what he's doing. Or he's a, he's he, a soldier I, okay, fighting. Yeah. Fallen down. <laughs> he's a soldier. He is a soldier, <laughs> but I mean, I gave you... He's at the Battle of Helm's Deep and you had the choice of Urukai or Soldier. Yeah, you're the chance of Christian Bell, Keanu Reeves. I told you, it's not easy. And finally, what is his? Uh, he's at the Battle of Pelennor Fields uh, and he's not on the good guy's side. Who is Peter Jackson in Return of the King? Is he one of the dead soldiers' army? Because they're not technically good. I'm afraid not. His three cameos are in The Fellowship of the Ring, He's a man eating a carrot in Brie, but not in the Prancing Pony. But I will give you that he's that that's close enough. Yes, he is in the village of Brie eating a carrot. Okay. At the Battle of Helm's Deep in Lord of the Rings, The Two Towers, he is a man throwing a spear. Okay, Kieran, why would you do this to me? And like, I don't know Lord of the Rings as well as you do. Well, I mean... Very few people. Like I still, I'm still not 100 percent sure which one's Erwin, which one's Arwin. Nobody knows. Stupid to call it's... your two main female characters basically the same name. Yeah, it's it's quantum physics. As soon as you check which one's Erwin and which one's Arwin, then they stop. So you just you 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 can never know. And in Lord of the Rings: Return of the King, Peter Jackson plays an Umbra Corsair or a pirate who actually he get they get killed by the ghost guys. They're pirates? Yeah, so in the big battle at the end, uh, after when they're, when they're fighting all the orcs, also a bunch of human pirates turn up right, okay. from the east, mm-hmm. uh, and then they're quickly killed by Aragorn's ghost army. I don't like this game, because like, your one was really easy. I'm going to have to make it way harder. I, I, I have no... Because your ones, you have the power of deduction. I'm going to change mine for next, next time. and make it way harder. I don't. I don't think I'll make this a, the same kind of quiz next time. But yeah, that was a real challenge. Maybe I'll give you A, B, and C next time. Lissa, I'm afraid you got four points. Well, you got five, so that makes me the winner in a remarkably even contest, considering how well, that, difficult your questions were. It wasn't an even the, contest. It was really hard for me, and like super easy for you. I guessed on three of the five questions. I thought we're not going to debate the difficulty of the quizzes here on the Cinemazing podcast, but I hope you found that interesting. We'll be bringing you lots of quizzes and games in our next episodes. Which will be when we have internet again. Yay! Yay! All right, Lissa, do you want to run us through? The, the outro things that I'm really bad at. Well, the thing we've got to write down, script, which you didn't script. Yes. Next time there'll be a script. So, you can follow us at Cinemazing Film. I will start posting things on there again when we have internet, I promise. Um, or you can follow us individually. You can follow me at LissaBright93 and Kieran at Kizaman. Yeah, that's the one. Just, just Kizaman. Okay, I was, I was like, is The there one and only. I think there's only. a few of us around. No, Sometimes you're Kizaman 3000, which is even worse than Kizaman. Like, if you've got a bad handle, like, make it worse by adding 3000 on the end. I had my first grown-up thought of just maybe changing them all to something new, but I don't know what it would be. Kieran, Passard, 93. (laughs) at least four Kieran Passards on the internet. 93. I hate having the year in it, that everyone knows how old you are. It's weird. It's in mine. I'm not ashamed. I'm proud of who I am. I celebrate myself. I cherish myself. Until next!
next time. <laughs>